Nature Pinks podcast. Uh, we are a podcast that rates and reviews teen movies, and we relate them to our own teenage lives, which will be very interesting today because this movie is motherfucking depressing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm Maddie. I'm Carly. And today we're doing Perks of Being a Wallflower, but we will get to that in just a minute. First, I want to say hi, Carly, because literally we have not caught up. We just started, we, we called each other and we just started recording right away. So this is, these are all going to be authentic prefaces and authentic, yeah. how you doings? You know Because what? I literally don't know. <laughs> I'm okay. I, it's a gloomy day, which I know you like gloomy days, but I'm not as into them. So I feel a little bit like low compared to my normal self, but I'm excited to do this recording because it'll give me a little moment of sunshine to hear your voice. Yeah, except it's, it's the most depressing movie ever, but okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I don't find it that depressing, but I understand what you mean. It's It has definitely very dark moments. Yeah, it's not fucking Legally Blonde. No. <laughs> It is definitely oh not God. legally blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so tell me about your your life. Okay, well, this past few days, I went up to that cabin that I went to before again. Uh, I went This time I went with my mom and Lemon, and it was really nice and fun. Again, I just painted and read and wrote, and Lemon loved playing in this big pond where she was chasing after frogs. It was very cute. And we just uh-huh. we just lived off the grid, you know? We had to make our own fire. We had to, like, you know, <laughs> cook things over a propane stove. It was very, it was very great. That's nice. I love that. That's super fun. Yeah, it was fun. What, did, what, what about you? I saw that you were making bread. Oh, my God. Yesterday was the most exhausting day of my life. So, um, for anyone who follows me on Instagram, they will have seen, and I'm so sorry to have taken up your entire data basically with my stories but basically um a couple days two days ago I went through because I have all these cookbooks that I've had for years I just have always had cookbooks and guess how many times I've used them literally zero Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason I just decided I should because whenever I go grocery shopping or whenever I want to make something I google it I'll just go how to make shepherd's pie or how to make whatever right and but they're always very generic. It gets the job done. They're usually good, but it's just, it's very generic. So I went through these cookbooks to find inspiration and I like spent probably like an hour going through these cookbooks. I like post-it noted, like what, I don't know what I'm calling, but like flagged certain pages of recipes. And then I went to the grocery store and got what I needed. And then I spent the entire day yesterday cooking, like the Excuse me, I just hiccuped in the middle of that sentence. Um, (laughs) I uh, spent the entire day cooking yesterday. So I made hella bread, which was what my story on Instagram was mostly focused on. Yes. Um, And it turned out fucking amazing. I've never made... I've made bread, but I've never made, like, actual bread. Usually the bread I make is, like, some cheap knockoff of, like actual bread like it's like the cheap like the four ingredient bread that's like cheating basically that takes an hour to make that kind of stuff i've done that you know your bread looks so good like when you started sprinkling the little salt flakes on it and then when you took it out of the oven and you showed us what it looks like inside i was like i want to eat that entire thing it was so good it was so 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 good and i'm so happy with it um i'm very proud of myself 
And so I made challah bread. I also made, I won't get into like, th- that one was the detailed thing of yesterday. That took the whole day. But I also made pineapple guacamole, Szechuan chicken. I know. Szechuan chicken, um, onion rings, and I think that was it. Wow. You're like a wife. Oh, my God. Right? I literally spent the whole day. I'm not kidding. By the end of the day, Mike got home from work, and I was sitting on the floor because my back hurt. (laughs) My whole body hurt. I I had been standing in the kitchen for seven hours. Like, I was exhausted. Was Mike like, yeah, oh this is what I signed up for, baby? Yeah, he loved, He was very excited, obviously, because food is a staple in our house. I mean, it's a staple in everyone's household, but food is what our relationship revolves around, basically. Food is Mike's love language. <laughs> it really is. It's also Shoveling mine, to be food fair. into his mouth is his best <laughs> form of love language. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, he was very excited. <laughs> So I've had to tell him to control himself when it comes to the challah bread because I'm going to make potato and leek soup tonight. Oh. And um, I'd like the challah bread to be used as a dip. Wow. That's so nice. You know what? Now that you're talking about this, I'm starting to miss living with you guys because it was around this time where it started to become fall where me and Mike just yeah. started buying pumpkin pies like every week. And you don't <laughs> like pumpkin pies, so the two of us would just freaking devour those things with whipped cream. Yeah. And we would watch a show, and me and Mike would literally eat, like, half a pie each. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's totally... It's exactly this time of the year that it's... Yeah, you guys would just come home with different pumpkin things. <laughs> but it was always, like... Like, he, like you, it would be generally, like... <laughs> Like, you'd come home from the grocery store or, or you know, whatever. You'd get groceries and you'd just be like, Mike, guess what? I got pumpkin pies. <laughs> and it'd be, but it'd be like lunchtime and you guys would just eat a pumpkin pie. <laughs> like, it was, oh my God. I need to come up soon so, so we can experience that again. Look, I can't tell you how happy I am that it's, I mean, I guess it's not officially fall, but the fact that it's fall time-ish, like it's feeling like yeah. fall. it's back to school for a lot of people. Which is, I mean, a whole confusing thing on its own, I'm sure. But the fact that, like, I mean, my basic white girl really comes out at fall. Yeah, except that you don't like pumpkin things, which is very basic white girl. Uh, you're right. But, like, in terms of, like, I just want to, like, decorate my entire house with, like, fake leaves and pumpkins and just snuggle and up wear under oversized a sweaters yeah yeah that's all i want it's all i want well, guess and we're what? here you we're getting there <laughs> i know i'm so excited any other prefaces really not really i start school full-time next week which is kind of bizarre holy shit i know well goodbye everybody we're never gonna record again <laughs> <laughs> i'll make it work i'll make it work but um no i know it'll, it'll be hard but that's okay yeah my classes are like financing accounting law oh jesus Jesus! I'm like, oh. Okay, okay, Elle Woods. Jesus. I know. I'm basically Elle Woods now. Look at all these Legally Blonde um, references within the first 10 minutes of our, <laughs> of our episode. We should, try and, we should try and reference Legally Blonde as much as possible in this episode. Okay. I can, oh, done. I can, I can do that. Uh, do you want me to say some facts? You can. Yes, please. Tell me. Go. Okay. Perks of being a wallflower. It's actually the... Perks of being a wallflower. You're right. The. We don't want to get all sassy with each other again like we did with Princess Diaries. <laughs> the. Yes, but I was right. I know. I was right that time. I know you were. Uh, okay. The Perks of Being a Wallflower came out October 12th, 2012. Ah! 
We're so close. Oh my gosh, I thought you got struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, we're just really close because today, the, the day this is coming out is uh, September 10th, which is almost October. A month away. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's closed. Shut up. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, it was PG-13. Well, it is PG-13, and it was directed by Stephen Chosky. It was written by Stephen Chosky, the screenplay, and the book. What? Yeah, so it's, it's kind of interesting, because like, very rarely does the author of a book not only write the screenplay, but direct the movie. Yeah, that's insane. I know. I've never, I've never, ever, ever, ever heard of that. I know, I have more to say about that in the trivia. Okay, sorry. Um, okay. 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 This movie is starring Logan Lerman, Emma Watson, and Ezra Miller. And the logline is, An introvert freshman is taken under the wings of two seniors who welcome him to the real world. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay, so this is an okay. interesting piece of trivia that will amaze you okay okay you ready so john hughes originally bought the film rights with the intention to write and direct he intended to make the film as more of a dark comedy with shia labeouf set to play charlie kirsten dunce slated to play sam and patrick fugit to be cast as patrick oh my god patrick fugit okay Oh. I think the casting of this movie is great, but those three in a movie would have been so great. Yeah. I love all three of those actors. Yeah. Who was the first one you said? Again? Oh, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf, uh, that would I don't think... I, I don't know if I agree with the Shia LaBeouf one. I love him. How Trust dare. me, I How love dare. him, but I can't see him. Oh, for God's sake. No, I think that would have been a sweet movie. Although, Kirsten Dunst seems like a bit old... But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, she's not the same age as those people, is she? I don't know. Maybe she is. A, I don't know. I don't know either. But um, Hughes, when Hughes suddenly died and the project was stalled, this allowed the film to be revived as an independent movie with Stephen Chosky returning to write and direct. So when the John, uh, so sorry, when John Hughes was going to do it, he was going to write it as well. Yeah, and he hadn't completed the script yet. So then when he suddenly died. Steven Chosky swoop, swooped in, swept in. That is so interesting. I think it would have been so interesting to see a John Hughes version of this. But I have to say, I think it's pretty unique and interesting that the author of the book wrote and also directed the screenplay and movie. Like that's, I mean, you can't go wrong with that because, you know, so many times Stephen King, for example, would be like, oh, they fucked my story. Yeah. I, I didn't like this film adaptation. Yeah. But th- this is like, it's th- this guy did it. <laughs> if it's fucked up, it's because he did it. So it's how he wants it to be and how he interprets it, I would imagine. Totally. That's very interesting. What, you know what, Carly? I'm going to say something. I think that fact that you just told me <laughs> is maybe the most interesting fact that you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Wow, that makes me I feel really good, even though it's like I did very minimal research to get that fact, but thank you. I think it's super interesting. I know. Well done. Thank you. And the last fact you might also find interesting, because I didn't put this together, but I didn't realize that this movie was supposed to be set in the mid-90s. Really? Yeah, because if you actually think about it, like, no one's on a cell phone, they're all talking about mixtapes. Oh, I guess, but, I mean, it's not very common... Yeah, okay, fine. I, I guess that's kind of interesting, I suppose. It's nowhere near the last fact, though. The last fact is way better. <laughs> Sorry, I should have I <laughs> uh, ended with the most interesting fact. Yeah, well, it's okay. Whatever. So, Maddie, have you seen this movie? 
before. Oh, yes. Okay, so I, you know, look, I had read the book before. Okay. Um, I didn't remember it at all, but because I was a, I was a very big reader. Um, I don't even know when it came out, but around that time was, I want to say when I was in high school, or at least maybe I read it in high school. I don't know. But I was a very big reader and I was super into like the angsty, depressing books. Yeah. Um, or, or more like indie books sort of, which I would like to think this is. Totally. And so I definitely, yeah, right? And I read the book and I've seen the movie because, of course, as soon as it became a movie, I was like, well, I have to watch this. Yeah. Uh, but I would say I'd only seen it maybe, maybe twice. But I would say, I, I would even say just one time before. Really? That's interesting. I thought. So, yes. I, I thought this movie would be, a, like, one that you just love and you watched, like, tons of times. I have a lot to say about that, but I'll get to that later. Um, Carly, what, what about you? Did you read the book by a chance? Okay, so here's the funny thing is that I was similar to you, of course, in that I love reading these sort of dark teen uh, books. Like, at the time, there was a few, and... Th- Perks was on my list to read, but I didn't get to it for some reason. But the one that I did read that really made an impact on me was Running With Scissors. I don't even know what that is. Oh, really? Okay. It was, it's, has a similar tone to this movie where, uh, yeah, it's just like pretty dark. But anyway, um, but funnily enough, Maddie, this is the only movie that I've seen in theaters by myself. <gasps> Really? Yeah, so I was This is the sh- only one? I think so. Why is that strange? Oh my god, I Oh, I love watching movies by myself in theaters. Huh, that's interesting. I didn't know that about you. But um I love it. Yeah, my bus um when I was going home from Toronto, my bus was like delayed or something, so I took my luggage to the Young and Dundas <laughs> theater. <laughs> and yeah, I just I brought all my luggage into the theater. Young and Dundas, and uh, I picked this movie to watch, and it was it was a strange experience, but it, I really enjoyed the movie, and I've probably seen it like a couple times since then. Sure. Okay. Um. So this time watching, well, okay. I don't know how much we want to get into this because there's like how deep we want to get into the storyline, but essentially, Charlie is the main guy. He's like the, like you said in the blog line an introverted um I'm unclear if he's n- new to this school. Like I I don't really understand. No, he's in grade 9. So it's it's his first time being in high school. But it's not but it's not like he's been to school with these people for years. Um I mean cuz they referenced like, they kept referencing things. I think it's just, like, not in this school, but that he's in the same grade of people that he's grown. Like, he went to junior high or whatever sure. with these people. Sure, yeah, I would assume so, yeah. It, like, he's not the new kid, is what I'm trying to say. But it's also mentioned, maybe, at some point, that he, like, spent a year or something at, like, a mental institution. Like an asylum? Not asylum, that's a little extreme. <laughs> 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 like a... Like, okay, right, sure, fine. Like, I think okay. he spent a few months in, like, a, a hospital, so maybe... I don't know. Anyways, I think he's, like... he. I think he didn't really have friends to begin with, and his one friend he mentioned shot himself. What a light, oh. fun movie. Oh, my God. Okay, so, right. So, Charlie's the main character. He's literally got the worst life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true, because he has this really great family. His parents are actually very 
I loved their characters. Yeah. Um, he has an older sister who's popular-ish. Nina. And then an older Nina Dobrev, who is, is it Nina Dobrev? Yeah. You're sure? You're 100% sure? Because she looks exactly like somebody else. Oh, and no, I it's always Nina. get them confused. Yes. Okay. So Nina Dobrev, um, who is dating Sean White, who I'm in love with. So That's such a funny couple. I know. Isn't it strange? Uh, anyway, and then she also ha- he also has an older brother who is like off playing football professionally or some shit. Um, so quite popular and athletic f- older siblings. He goes to this new school. It's his first day of high school. And he is not really bullied. He's just kind of this invisible kid who can't really find his way. Yeah, I mean, he is bullied at points, though. People are, like, ripping up his book, and then they call him names and stuff, but... Well, okay, right. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that. <laughs> Oopsie. Whatever. It's not like this is a podcast about the movie or anything. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not like he's, like... It's not like um, he's, like, tormented. He's just, like, picked on here and yeah. there. And then, like, his his one saving grace is his teacher, who's played by Paul Rudd. Right. Okay. My second note is as if Paul Rudd is in this because I genuinely forgot a lot. Um, And the fact that Paul Rudd is in this really made me very happy. I know. And then at the end, like Joan Cusack just comes out of nowhere. Oh, my God. When she showed up, I screamed. I know. I was so excited. Even Mae Whitman. I didn't know Mae Whitman was in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. I, I for all I knew were the three main people. I couldn't remember anything else. I remembered the ending about his aunt, but anyway, we'll get there later. Yeah, but we'll um, get there. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he's he's this person, whatever. He gets introduced to, or he somehow gets himself involved with uh, Patrick, who is played by Ezra Miller, who is one of the most unique looking and mm. cool people. And he always makes me so depressed just because... The first thing I ever saw him in was We Need to Talk About Kevin. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Which is ten times more depressing than this movie. And which was also another book that I read, I think, I'm pretty sure. Right. Which was also depressing in high school. <laughs> um, and so he always always reminds me that I think he's an f- incredible actor. He is just like this kooky, weird-looking guy, but very attractive in the same way. Totally. Um. Like, weird-looking in an attractive way, I mean. Yeah. And then Emma Watson, who plays Sam, and she is obviously, I mean, clearly she's Hermione Granger, and I'm obsessed with her. So they're seniors, and they kind of end up, exactly like the logline says, taking him under their wing, taking Charlie under their wing. Yeah. It's hard to even, like, get into it because, like, the plot is sort of, I mean, it's a book, right? So the plot's not, like, super straightforward. It kind of goes in and out right. into different things. Um, but, yeah, so basically Charlie becomes friends with um, Patrick and Sam, and they are step-siblings. And right. they take him to a party. He gets stoned for the first time. We learn that uh, Patrick is... He has a fling with Brad, and he's a popular... I wouldn't say... Is he a fling? Is it a fling? They're dating. Yeah, they're, like, in love. They're like fully in love, right? Um, and he's a popular... but it's a secret because Pat. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I'm interrupt. I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just everyone, fire me. Go ahead. You start. Go. Well, basically, Brad Fuck. is a popular kid. He's a football player, and he's not out. 
and his dad would not approve. No one would approve of him if he came out. So they have a secret love affair. And so um, Charlie walks in on them making out at one point at a party, which I'm like, hey, if it's such a secret, why aren't you guys locking the doors? But anyway, um, he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're going to lock the door anyway, even if it's not a secret. I mean, come on. A hundred percent. You're right. No, for sure. You're <laughs> totally right. And so, uh, and then we have uh, Sam, who Charlie very quickly develops a crush on, which develops even further into he just is in love with her. And he's obsessed. Yeah, he's, he's obsessed, obsessed with her. Yeah, for sure. And she's dating some guy named Craig, and he's in college. And we get the impression that Craig is kind of shitty, but we don't see a lot of Craig in the movie. No, I don't even. I don't even really remember. I couldn't tell you what he looks like if you paid me. I we we don't. I think he flashes on screen for like one second, and yeah. And at some point, uh, Sam and him, he and Sam are like holding hands walking somewhere like it's it's very um quick it's just a reference sort of that he's that they're yeah. dating now can we just talk for a second about how horrendous ponytail Derek is <laughs> he's pretty horrible um he's just kind of like I don't know look Carly I didn't really like anyone in this movie to be quite frank with you wow everyone kind of pissed everyone kind of pissed me off at some point or another wow <laughs> uh like everyone there was something look okay I'm gonna say okay I just we have to get into it I remember liking this movie I remember liking the book a lot like I would say loving the book and I remember enjoying the movie the first time and it totally being one of those movies where I'm like I'm gonna watch every day yeah. But then not doing that. And now watching this, it was just very difficult for me to get through. Wow. I'm actually surprised by that. This seems like a Maddie movie. So am I. So am I. And it totally, and I, I think it is. I think it's, it's one of those movies, I think, that maybe when I first saw it, this is how it, I, I unconsciously or subconsciously realized that this is a movie that I really enjoyed and it's going to be a one-time watch. Wow. Because I love intense movies. I really, really do. But this one's almost just too much for me. I don't know. It's not like it was... I, I can't explain it. I just did not enjoy watching it this time. Like, do you... I s- couldn't wait. Wow. So did you not... I couldn't wait for it to be done. Did you not enjoy watching it because of the content? Because of the darkness? Is that what... I you- think that there was... Uh, the darkness, but also um, there was just a lot of... Like, everyone bugged me. The first time I saw it, again, the first time I saw it, I really enjoyed the characters. And I, when I think about it now, I love the characters. I think it's really great. But I just found myself, when I watched it, for some reason, just hating every single thing that was going on. <laughs> I, can't, I really wow. can't explain it. This is interesting. This is, like, my experience with how to deal No, well, no, but no, because as a, as a movie, I think this is a great movie. That's what's... Weird. And I think this is a really, really powerful, great movie. It's just that I didn't want to watch it again. Okay. Like, I wanted to leave it at having been watched one time and that being my experience. I can't explain it. This is a very... I really can't explain it. This is a very interesting uh, moment we're having right now because I don't know if I've ever heard you say something like this. Me neither. And I didn't think I would feel this way. When I watched it, I just, like, I just, everything that everyone was doing, I was, like, 
So ponytail, where I'm going with this ponytail, Derek, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, he bugged me, but he bugged me a lot less than everyone else did. Would you rather see a movie where the protagonist is ponytail Derek than Logan Lerman? Oh, I hated Logan. Or not Logan, I should I shouldn't say I hated Logan because he's the actor. Um, I hated Charlie. <laughs> I thought he was so stupid. But like, again, it, I can't <laughs> explain it because I, I would not say that I hated this movie. I just, for some reason, this viewing just did not work for me. Wow. I should have kept it at one viewing in my life. Wow. Well, too bad we started a podcast, eh? I know, right? Fuck. <laughs> we fucked that one. Well, wow, this is really interesting. So, okay. Well, um, I can understand what you, you mean about Charlie. Charlie's a bit... I mean, I understand he has mental illness and stuff, and he has trauma in his life, but he is a bit of a Debbie Downer during a lot of the movies. He's, oh, God. He's such a Debbie Downer, but also, like... Okay, so he starts dating... Mary Ellen, this girl played by by Mae Whitman. May I go to this part for a moment? Sure. May I move to this part? So he, uh, I'm not going to do this in order because it, there's just a lot that happens, but also nothing happens in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of oh a storyline. Like, it's just a storyline. I'm going to start calling well, you Ebert and Rebert. <laughs> I don't mean like nothing happens. I just mean like it's, it's a long winded story. And it just kind of their day to day life. Winding road. Doo, doo. Oh my! What's his fucking name? Charlie starts. He's in love with Sam, as we know, but she is like, I'm in love with Craig. But this pisses me off. Oh my god, this pissed me off so much. She goes, um, like no teenager would ever fucking do this. But anyway, she's she knows that he's in love with him, with her. Sorry, he she Sam knows that Charlie loves her. Sure, and. So she addresses it. She says, I know, you know that I like Craig. I know that you like me. And he, at some point in this conversation, he says how he's never been kissed before. So she goes, okay, you know that I'm dating Craig or whatever, but I want the first person to ever kiss you to be someone who loves you. So I'm going to kiss you. Right. And I was like, that is a beautiful, beautiful thing, but that is far too mature for any teenager to ever do and and for on her end and on his end because he's so obsessed with her he's gonna be like i'm we're married now anyway so mary ellen who's played by may whitman then at some point asks him to the sadie hawkins dance he says sure because he doesn't want to say no because he feels bad saying no yeah and which is a problem but anyway that's 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 I don't I don't mind that because that's something a teenager would do. Teenagers are stupid. They don't they don't know how to say no. Yeah. Sometimes they want to you know fine. Anyway, she, uh, they like kiss and he then suddenly is in a relationship with her and he doesn't know how to get out of it. Which again I'm actually okay with because that's totally a teenager thing. Totally. Right. Where suddenly he's in a relationship and he's like fuck what the hell happened here? And she's a nightmare. Besides, <laughs> oh my god, she's an actual nightmare. <laughs> Um, and she, so he decides that the way <laughs> to get out of this is they're at a party and, and Patrick says, okay, truth or dare, he's, um, Charlie picks dare and Patrick says, okay, I dare you to kiss the prettiest girl in the room. And right away you're like, oh fuck, like, the, like I, this took no brain power to realize what he's going to do. Yeah. And he kisses Sam. 
right in front of his girlfriend. It's the worst thing ever. <laughs> Can you imagine? That, oh, God. <laughs> That pissed me off so much. But again, I can kind of see a teenager being stupid enough to do that. So, well, no, actually I can't. Anyway, it just pissed me off. So anyway, needless to say, they don't continue dating. And now Sam, or now Charlie's just kind of like single and in love with Sam. I just like that scene was uh, so cringy. I was like, uh, can you imagine dating someone? And then they're they're told, kiss the prettiest girl in the room and they don't kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my god that would be so hurtful up oh my god it's the worst well, There's the, it's the worst it's the worst thing yeah it's kind of a weird truth or dare but i understand that well like, i mean ezra yeah ezra's character patrick was probably like oh he's gonna kiss his girlfriend of course he was because <laughs> he's not fucking stupid uh, anyway oh my yeah. god so that that bugged me a lot, but I get that I get it. It's for a movie. Fine, I'm I can accept that. Can you can I tell um, you what part bugged me the most? Yes, and it, I honestly like it made no sense to me. So there's the iconic okay. scene where they drive through a tunnel and Sam sticks oh, her Lord. hands out of the truck or whatever, and she's kind of like she's listening to a song and she has her arms out and the, going through the tunnel. It's this very magical moment, right? Uh-huh. It's probably the most iconic scene in the whole movie. So... Sure. What I didn't realize until this viewing is that they hear the song Heroes by David Bowie on the radio. And Sam says, right. Sam says, wow, what is this song? We must go to the tunnel. So, first of all, I'm like, wait, these kids are like these alternative, cool, they, you know, do reenactments of Rocky Horror Picture Show. They listen to Nick Drake. They pride themselves. They pride themselves on their music taste. Exactly. They know the, Nick right? Drake. Yeah. They know the Smiths. They know The Cure. They know all these sort of uh, edgy alternative bands. And she goes, what is this song? Okay, as if she doesn't know that this is <laughs> David Bowie. And then later, <laughs> no, but later in the movie, Charlie makes Sam a mixtape and he goes, I couldn't find the song we were listening to in the tunnel. I've been looking everywhere for it. And I'm like, right. part of me, like, I don't understand how these kids don't know David Bowie. It makes no sense. Right. And then at the end, Sam finally, I think Sam finally makes, makes a mixtape for Charlie. And she goes, I found the song or something. And it's like this big, like, exciting moment. And I'm like, are you guys serious right now? It's like the most famous song. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, we're like, what is this song? It's like, hey, Jude. Like, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it made no sense to me even if this movie is set in the mid 90s that's still i don't get it right it's a little weird but also this is what i don't understand i mean i get it that it's the mid 90s so you can't just like google the lyrics and figure out what song it is but you could mention it to anybody i know and be like there's a song i heard on the radio it's like we can be heroes and someone would be like oh that's david bowie yeah like somebody Somebody could help them out here. They just have to mention it to one person. The most ditzy girl in school is a cheerleader or whatever. It would be like, oh yeah, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you what part bugged me to no end? Okay. This pissed me off more than anything. Yeah. Look, and I uh, okay. Look, I, I just want to say this one more time because I don't want people to think that I'm ranging on this movie because I'm really not. I really loved this movie the first time I saw it. It's 
It's that I enjoyed that first watching experience so much that I wish I had just left it at that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of like kind of like uh, when you watch Legally Blonde. Right, exactly like how you feel when you watch Legally Blonde. <laughs> you want to watch it once. <laughs> um, oh, because so they have... Oh, fuck. This, I'm already mad. Okay, so they're having a Christmas gathering of some sort at Sam and Patrick's house. Right. And it's just them. Like, it's Sam, Patrick, Charlie, um, uh, uh, what's her fucking name? Mary Ellen, a couple other people. They're playing Secret Santa. I guess you don't play Secret Santa. <laughs> you do Secret... Whatever. They're doing Secret Santa. Yeah. So everyone gets a gift. They're all guessing who gave it to them, blah, blah, blah. Charlie gets... His gift is, like, he has to wear this outfit. He's given this outfit and said, you have to wear this tonight. And it comes out that it's... Part, the, the last part of the outfit is uh, the suit jacket to go with this the rest of the suit. It's a fucking suit. Yeah. It is a suit. That is a lot of fucking money. And so right there, I'm like, not okay with this. Because I really don't think that... I don't think anyone should be spending that much money on... I'm not saying, look, I'm saying spend money on your friends. That's really nice. That's really great. Christmas presents are great. But that's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot of money. And so that bugged me to no end so right there. I didn't he, get this part. So did someone buy him that suit? Patrick bought him that suit. Oh, Patrick bought. but So they got each other for Secret Santa. Because Patrick's gifts yes. were from Charlie. So they, they ended up getting yes. each other. Yes. Okay. Patrick bought him a fucking suit. So then, so that's, but that's not where my anger ends. Okay. So then... So Patrick buys him a suit, which I'm like, okay, that's a lot of money to be spending on a friend in high school. I wouldn't even spend that kind of money on a friend as an adult. Like, that's just a lot of money. And also, like, where's where's this, like, 16-year-old going to wear a suit? Right. And not to mention, if you, like, I can almost see spending that money, I, I wouldn't, but I can also almost see spending that money on a birthday that's more specific to a person but spending that kind of money at Christmas when everyone's getting a gift and then that makes someone look shit like I got you a CD yeah. <laughs> but this person got a fucking suit. That's true. That's why like, when, when you play or you do Secret Santa, you're supposed to have like a... You have to have a cap. Yes. A cap. Yes. Oh my God. It, and then, but then here, guess what? My anger's still not done. Then they all... So they're... Okay. So-and-so got this person a gift. And then Charlie goes, oh, I also got you a gift, whoever, I forget. And then it turns out they all fucking got each other gifts, basically. The close ones, at least. Again, fine, but that defeats the fucking purpose of Secret Santa. But then they go and all the gifts that they've gotten each other, that they were not supposed to get each other because it's Secret Santa and you're supposed to stick with that one person, are fucking expensive. (laughs) So everyone has spent all this money. It just, I just can't, I, I hate I just can't see a teenager spending this much money. I would not spend this much money on a friend at Christmas now. Like, it just, I, I can't. I don't have that money. Can you be, can you imagine being the one person who's sitting there just like, okay, I got you guys yeah, oh. the latest, uh, no doubt track? Yeah. Oh, I went to Dollarama and got some candy for you. <laughs> and like, yeah, it, it, like Sam gifts Charlie a typewriter. Right. Again, especially in the 90s, a typewriter is not cheap. 
Yeah. Like it's, it just, it really bugged me. It really bothered me. It stressed me out a lot because that is my biggest fear. I hate giving gifts in front of other people because either way, whether I've maybe not spent as much money or I don't want anyone else to feel bad if they did. Like, it's just... For sure. Or it's even worse. Even worse if you get someone a suit and then they give you a, a Starbucks gift card for $5. Like, yeah, it's... Did I ever tell you the story... Did I ever tell you the story about how in grade five I had a boyfriend named Derek? And... I think... Probably. And we uh, exchanged Christmas presents... In the hallway of school, outside of our grade five classroom, and at the time I was obsessed with the Grinch, as I still am. But I was like obsessed yes. because the the Jim Carrey version <sighs> had like just yeah. come out, and I was like so obsessed with it. I thought it was the best movie of all time. And so, Derek, who uh, he gave me a like big plush doll of the Grinch that had to have been worth. I mean, I think it was, like, a $60, like, plush doll of the Grinch that I still right. have, by the way. And I was like, oh, no. Because I gave him, I literally got him stickers from the dollar store and yeah. and a WW, what's the, what's the wrestling, WWF? WWF coloring right. book. <laughs> oh, my. See, that's exactly <laughs> This is a perfect example of why this is not okay. I literally spent like $5 at the dollar store for his gift and he got me something that was worth 60 bucks. And when you're in grade five, I mean, all his parents probably bought it, but I was still like so embarrassed. Oh my God. That's, that's a nightmare. And (laughs) shame on those parents for doing that. They should have been, oh God, I don't even know what they should have done, but that stress. I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed just thinking about this. (laughs) So Derek, if you're listening, I'm sorry. See, like, I just, I just can't, I just hated the scene so much when they were doing that. I understand they're all so, like, this is their family. The friends have, they are their family, da 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 but. Yeah, I didn't really get the scene because I was like, wait, so, like, everyone's just giving, like, a bunch of gifts? I thought this was Secret Santa, like, I was so confused. And then Charlie walks out wearing a suit, and I'm like, what, what's going on here? I, I didn't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. The one, the one thing I did like, though, is the most famous quote from this movie, I actually think, is a really powerful quote. And it, Paul Rudd says it, of all people. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. He's a magician. He is a magician. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Paul Rudd would have made a good Luke Wilson in Legally Blonde. Paul Rudd? Well, no, he couldn't because he was already in Clueless. He can't be in too many iconic things. What? Clueless and Legally Blonde are so different. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm not saying they're the same movie. I just mean, they're just... It, okay, anyway, go ahead. What's your fucking thing that you want to say? <laughs> Charlie says to him, asks him, why do some people like people that are not nice? He says it in a way that's a lot more poetic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forget the way he says it, but that's basically what he says. And then Paul okay. Rudd says... We accept the love we think we deserve. Yes. Powerful. Powerful message. Very. It is. It is. And Paul Rudd is um, really. I don't mind it, I guess. I don't really agree with the casting choice on him in this movie. Well, um, it's like. Just be. Just. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. What? What's the? No, no. Do you go? You go. You, you go. go. You go. I know you go. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, like, it, it's for having such a big name. He's only in it for like a couple scenes, and it feels a little bit like strange that he's not sure. more of like a prominent figure. Like his storyline could have just That's been true. cut from the movie because basically, like his whole point of being in the movie is that he gives Charlie books to read, but like. Yeah. We don't care. <laughs> right. I do think that, oh, I don't know. I, I, I do like that he's such a big name and then is just in it for five seconds. I like that aspect. I think that's kind of cool. It's got, like super edgy that like he just did it to like be in a beautiful indie movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I don't know. I guess I don't mind it. Whatever. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. I take it back. I don't know. It's kind of just like, I'm sure that that character that he plays was more uh, prominent and meaningful in the book. But in the movie, it's just kind of like, okay, we get it. Do you know what who would have, I would have loved to see is Owen Wilson. No, not Owen Wilson. Oh, uh, you mean, Luke Wilson. You messed it up. I <laughs> you messed it up. I did. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Well, Owen Wilson also would have been great, though, to be fair. That would have been so random. He's just like, here's a copy of the To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> Is that your Owen Wilson? Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought that was That's pretty, pretty good. Funny. My Charlie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sh- Charlie, I. <laughs> Hoi, Charlie. Why does he have, like, a Eeyore syndrome? No, he has, like, a nasally, you know, because his nose is all oh. messed up. So he's like, oi, Charlie. <laughs> oh, okay. Perfect. Anyway. Yeah, that's accurate. That sounds just like him. Um. Anyways, yeah, so I guess we can just cut to the end here. Okay, unlike you, I actually like the scene where Emma Watson kisses him. I thought that was cute. No, I think it's beautiful. I think it's really beautiful that she's like, I'm going to do it because I want you to experience your first kiss with somebody who loves you. I just don't see that being a thing that a teenager has enough ability to, like, differentiate that from future. Like, I think that that would be very dangerous. Yeah. That she just did that. Because now he's going to be like, like, now it's just going to make his emotions... Yeah. Much stronger. I don't think he has the ability to... I think that maybe she does, sure. But we've already established that Charlie has a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, um, I think it was a selfish act because ultimately I think that Sam likes him and likes how much attention she gets from him. So she wanted to sure. kiss him and she was just trying to make it so that, like, she could kiss him without... um without consequence so it was without it was, being a problem yeah so it was sort of selfish on her behalf but because now he obviously is going to be like bonerville and like more confused i feel like that just yeah like heightens the confusion yeah yeah of hi- for him but speaking of that scene so we cut to the end and then they kiss again and this time they kiss for like realsies right Yes. And she's literally like, why didn't you ask me out? Right. At some, Well, she doesn't say it so angrily, but she's like, why didn't you ask me out? And he's, I hated that part when she said that. I'm so sorry. I'm taking away your point. But 
I don't know if this is the point you were going to say. I don't think you were because I think you were going to say something positive. But she's like, why, 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 why didn't you ask me out? And I'm like, All right, is this bitch fucking joking? You had a like, boyfriend, girl. Is, you had a boyfriend, but also it was made very clear that he likes you. Yeah. And you knew that. Like you addressed that. You acknowledged that. And she's going, why didn't you, why didn't you ask me out? And I'm like. Oh, my Lanta, this girl. Anyway, sorry, make your point that you were going to say. Yeah, Sam's a bit of a tease. But, um, yeah, so I, I I, don't know, actually, like, what happens ultimately during this scene. I don't know if they, like, end up sleeping together or what. But she, like, strokes his thigh. And then he, like, <laughs> he makes this face where I, when I first watched this movie, I just thought it was, like, him being, like, aroused. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, because he, sure. he looks all like, whoa. And then you find <laughs> out. And then you find out. This is sort of like a left turn. I mean, I guess we know that something is up with the Aunt Helen that he keeps referencing. But it really takes a striking yes. turn when, when it's sort of discovered oh, that she molested him. Yeah, so in throughout the movie, he's constantly referencing his aunt, Helen, who has since died, but he's always saying she was his favorite person. No, she, she, yeah, sorry. She was his favorite person in the world. Um, and there's all these flashbacks to her, to her, to him, sorry, him as a young child, like with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all seems quite nice and innocent. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like in the book it's addressed a bit like not as sudden and quickly. Um, but I get that it's a movie. So like they, you know, you only have so much time to address everything that needs to be addressed. But anyway, at some point it's, it's established. He thinks that he is the one who killed her because she died in a car accident when she was leaving to go get his birthday gift or Christmas gift or something like that. Right. So he, he interprets that as, um, as he killed her, which just to back up for one moment is a great example of why this boy does not have a stable mind in which you can just kiss him and say, yes, I want you to be, I want you to have your first kiss with someone who loves you. This is, this is not the man or boy who can handle that. It's just not this person. Um, so anyway, it's uh, at some point in the end, kind of, like suddenly but shockingly and it's revealed blah, blah blah that like you said aunt helen molested him but um but it's not it's never said you have it's all interpreted yeah because there's like just flashes of, him, of her being like don't tell your sister it's really kind of yeah creepy. It's, it's it's very creepy and it's ve- but it, i i kind of wish i i understand the cinematic point of view i get it that they want to do it this way but I kind of wish someone had just said, like, even if he said she molested, like, I don't know. I just needed it to be in words. I realize that that's maybe not the best thing. I know people can't necessarily express that sometimes, but this is a movie and I just needed it to be said at some point. Well, that's why you should go just... back and read the book, I guess, because I read that um, in the book, they sort of explain that Helen... Aunt Helen was molested by her father growing up, so she has oh, okay. all these issues that she had to she had to get out her trauma 
by molesting Charlie. Oh my gosh. Oh my, my, my. Oh my, my, my. Talk about a... Talk about a legal matter. (laughs) 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 We need to get Elle Woods on the case. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty upsetting. And I like... I don't know. And Melanie Linsky plays Aunt Helen, and I love Melanie Linsky. But she's very creepy in this, because she only says a few lines, but the rest is just kind of like her eyes, like, darting at Charlie. But, uh, and the lines, the, lines that she sa- the lines that she says are all like, don't tell your sister. I know. Let's not wake your sister. Like, it's, everything she says is very creepy. I know. She's always like, this is our little secret. Yeah, once it's put in that um, context, you're like... Oh, damn, this girl. Because at first it just sounds like, this will be our secret. Like, let's, I'm going to steal you some candy. Yeah. Like, it sounds more innocent. And then once you put in that context, you're like, oh, boy. Oh, my. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. My last note is that Ezra Miller is such a good Frankfurter. So they re- Yes. Multiple times reference um, Rocky Horror Picture Show in this movie. And Ezra, and they're re- they're doing it. They reenact it while the movie is playing in the background multiple times. Like, they, like, work at a theater or some shit. And Ezra Miller is such a good Tim Curry. Yeah, in amazing, actually. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, it's... It, it, you couldn't have picked anyone better. You really couldn't have. It was so... He's just really good at it. In fact, if they ever do a remake, which I know they did the musical version, like a live on Broadway or whatever the fuck... Um, like, not live on Broadway. You remember when they did that? They were doing those, um, like, they did TV reenactments of Grease and Hairspray. Yeah. And Rocky Horror. Anyway, I don't mean that. If they ever redo the movie, like, for realsies, Ezra Miller should play yeah. Frank Inferno. Like, it's it so good. He's just... Yeah. And also, okay, I know I've already stated this point, but for someone, like, okay, he's a gay teenager. He obviously loves Rocky Horror Picture Show. He gets to dress up and drag for this, you know, reenactment every month or whatever. It just is so unrealistic that someone of this nature would not be a fan of David Bowie because at the time... <laughs> no, but hear me out. At the time of this... You're right. David Bowie was... Uh, people didn't know whether he was gay or straight or what. He had relationships with men, women, and he was always dressing in dresses and, like, he was a prominent figure in the gay community. So for someone like... A hundred percent. Patrick to not be like obsessed with David Bowie makes no sense. But anyway, I digress. This is, this is exactly what the scene should have gone like the truck scene. They should have been going or the tunnel scene, whatever it's called. They should have been in the tunnel. The song is playing. Sam and Charlie are like, what is this song? Oh my God. So beautiful. And they look over at Patrick and he goes, this is David Bowie. That's how that scene should have played out. <laughs> Hello, it's David Bowie. What are you talking about? He's my icon. And I can't. I also the last thing I'll say about it is that, uh, I I couldn't quite get into the scene, watching Hermione Granger be sexual. <laughs> oh my god! Do you know why? For me, because so in this movie, Sam, played by Emma Watson, who also plays Hermione Granger, has short hair. Yeah, cutest little fucking pixie cut. Love it. She looks beautiful. Yeah. And then for the Rocky Horror plays, or uh, reenactment, she plays Janet, played by Susan Sarandon in real life. And she has long hair. So she has to put this wig on, or like extensions or whatever, and she looks very similar to Hermione Granger. 
Like, very similar to her character as Hermione Granger. And it's just... Like, I can get, as an actress, her wanting... Or an actor wanting to... Branch out. Like, not be only seen as that. Sure, which I get it. And I think... And not one time during this movie did I think, oh my god, it's Hermione. Like, it just... I never thought that. Until they put the long wig. But it's not just that it's a long wig. It's a long, frizzy wig. Exactly like Hermione. They might have just given her Hermione's wig. I know. To play this role. Like it's, You're so right. I didn't even I didn't very... even put two and two together that she actually looks more like Hermione in that scene. Because I was like at yeah. one point she's like, you know, in a bra and she's like she puts uh Charlie's touch hands. it, touch it, touch it, touch me. I wanna you dirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She puts Charlie's hands on her boobs and I'm like, Whoa, Hermione, slow down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great scene, like in actual um, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Oh, so good. It's almost been a one-year anniversary since I've watched that movie for the first time with you. Oh, my God. That's right. Because we watched it on Halloween. Oh, it was so good. We did, and, like, little kids were coming to our front door, and we were, like, pausing on, like, Rocky being... Oh! What? I've just realized how horrible... This movie is to Charlie because he was sexually molested by his aunt as a child. And then he gets asked to play Rocky because Craig didn't show up. So he gets asked to play Rocky in Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is a man in a little gold uh, bottom, baby bottom underwear thing. Speedo, thank you. Which is fine. He agrees to do it. But then... Sam grabs his hands and put, I mean, I get it's for, it's for the show. Like they're reenacting the show. That's what happens. But he then kind of, I don't want to say she molests him, but like she grabs his hands and puts them on her boobs. This poor boy is probably traumatized. Probably, but I also think he liked it. Oh my God. No, but, but yes, fine. But like, he also was molested as a child by his aunt. Oh my God. This just took a totally different well, turn Well, okay. Me. Yeah. There's that scene. And then there's a scene where Mae Whitman is, like, forcing herself on him. Yeah. Oh, my God. (gasps) I know. I was actually thinking during the scene with Mae Whitman that, like, I get that it's, like, a gender reversal or whatever. But she's, like, totally, like, like, forcing herself on him without, like, any consent. Like, he's just, like, obviously so uncomfortable. And if 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 that scene had have been the opposites of genders switched it would have been like a rape scene basically <laughs> yeah hundred percent oh my god this just changed everything for me um anyway that was the movie what do you rate it what would you rate it oh we both said the same thing at the same time um look this is a hard one for me to rate because genuinely going into this my first time watching it would have been a nine and I think overall I think this movie is really beautiful and I think it's I would give it an eight and a half but my experience watching it this time just was not good but I don't think that's reflective of the movie I think it's just because I wish I had stayed with the one viewing but I've said that a hundred times so I'm gonna say I'll give it an eight just to just to be yeah I'll say eight I'll give it a 7.5 Oh my god, that's so funny that I ended up giving it a big, a better num- thing than you did. Yeah. That's so weird. And then I wrote down, uh, I wrote down seventy eight percent for Rotten Tomatoes. I'll say 
Uh, I'll say 70. Whoa. Yeah. Are you looking it up or do you want me to look it up? I'm not near a computer at the moment. Okay, I will look it up. Um, what's this movie called? Perks. Okay, it is a... Oh my. 86. Wowzers. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good rating. What's, who's your weekly crush? My weekly crush... It's a very odd choice considering the content of this movie. <laughs> if you say the one that I... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Well, I have a affinity for Melanie Linsky. I think she's one of the best actresses. And so I'm going to pick her. Even though in this movie, she is very creepy and molests a child. Okay. Um, my weekly crush this week is Legally Blonde. What a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no mine is specifically uh luke wilson in legally blonde what about uh what about your your ally larder oh i do love her but no i'm i've i've i'm gonna do i i'm gonna pick luke for now okay. i really love him in that movie okay that's fair um good good pick thank you um so next week we are doing some kind of wonderful yeah, which I will, uh, at the beginning of next week's episode, I will explain a few things that uh, <laughs> sadly <laughs> went went wrong. But oh, Jesus. Overall, I think the episode is fine, but there's, a, there's quite a few things that went very wrong. <laughs> Awry. Yeah. Well, you fucking but, but better believe your sweet toes. Toes. Sweet toes? Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> like like the nibbles on your feet. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Oh fuck. Um okay, well that was fun. Thank you for listening and thank you to Eric and Kevin Smale for our beautiful theme song. All right, Maddie, check out our podcast. I mean our our Instagram is what I meant. Oh my god. This has been What's the uh, Instagram? It's Teenage Dirtbags with a Z podcast. Thank you. These episodes where we're not in the same room are really something else. <laughs> oh, there's something. Okay, I'll send this over to you. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.